Hello, welcome to Failed Architecture Breeze Blogs, where our editors discuss works in progress, urgent matters, and current happenings in architecture and spatial politics. My name is Michiel van Iersel. Today I'm joined by Amsterdam-based architect Anna Dessing and Carlos Mingres Carrasco, senior curator at ArcDes, Sweden's National Museum for Architecture and Design in Stockholm. Carlos is the curator of an exhibition focusing on Kiruna, a mining town in the Arctic in the northernmost part of Sweden, which is currently being relocated due to the expansion of a large underground iron ore mine. The exhibition at ArcDes opened on the 1st of June and runs until the 4th of February of next year. You can also visit it virtually on arcdes.se. Anna and I have contributed to the exhibition together with photographer Ivan Baan, and today we call Carlos in Stockholm to discuss the complex story of Kiruna and its larger implications for the role of architecture. Maybe we can start with, with Kiruna. Let's, let's go to Kiruna and maybe we can ask you to tell us what, what's going on. What's, what's all the fuzz about? Why is um, Kiruna such a big deal also for Arcdes to be such a prominent um, topic in your exhibition schedule? Sure. Well, good, hello. Good to talk to you guys. Well, Kiruna is a city in the Arctic in Sweden. Um, it's located uh, to give an idea of the of the of how up north it is is one thousand three hundred kilometers north from Stockholm, and and the city of Kiruna is experiencing what we believe that is one of the most important urban transformation projects in Swedish recent history, because the city is being relocated, is being moved. Uh, by three kilometers due to the expansion of the mine that grows below it. So, um, like, uh, the project is, is really enormous. Uh, like, a third of the population needs to move, needs to relocate. Um, buildings, the heritage buildings and housing blocks are being demolished and or moved. And an entire new city center is taking shape. So... Basically, what is happening in Kiruna today is like a, it's, it's really a fascinating, incredible story, uh, incredible urban story. But that, that we think uh, from Ardes uh, that is not only relevant because of the sheer complexity of moving an entire city, but because also the relocation of the city confronts us with important questions, with almost philosophical questions that 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 we think that arise in 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 this situation. The, the relocation of the city makes us wonder what is the limit of natural resources and until which level do you should we keep on digging and mining and what is the price of of that of that uh, extraction it also confronts us with questions of what is the what is the experience of residents when their homes are demolished and what happens with their identity and their security but ultimately also makes us wonder how temporary are the cities we live in Right, so all these questions, all these uh, issues uh, are one of the reasons why we thought that was important to do an exhibition. We are a national public museum in Sweden that need to deal with well, what is happening in, in the country, what is important and relevant for, for Sweden, but also internationally. And, and basically we couldn't, we couldn't afford to not talk about what is happening up north in, the, in Kiruna. No? Then, Carlos, the, the exhibition is called uh, Kiruna Forever. Can you elaborate a little bit on the title of that uh, 
exhibition? Yeah, the title comes from, uh, it has two influences. One is uh, a direct influence from the, the entry, uh, the title of the entry that won the international competition for the new master plan uh, of Kiruna. That was a competition that was held in 2010, um, 2012, sorry. And that entry was called Kiruna Forever with a Four. Right, and and when when we read that, uh, we thought automatically that the title was genius because it was it touches upon what I believe is one of the most important and key elements when when we discuss about the relocation of the city that is time, because the title is not only a hope. I hope that Kiruna is there forever, but it's also a question mark. Um, when 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 you start to look at what is happening and the uh, the, the scale of of the operation and the the incredible implications of, of, of moving an entire city, but also the implications of the mind that it's so big, it's, it's so incredibly extensive and expansive that you, you end up wondering if Kiruna is going to stay there, if Kiruna is going to exist in the future. Kiruna is an extraordinary story, but it's not um, a unique story. I guess all around the world, iron ore is being mined or... Uh, other minerals uh, and as a result of that whole villages and towns and cities are being relocated uh, but Kirna seems to be different in the sense that it's more a story of hope and possibility and potential than of loss and suffering or is it? What I believe that makes it Kiruna slightly different or more special, if you want, uh, it's because it's not any city since its foundation in 1900. It's a city that has been understood as a place where important, ambitious projects and ideas are tested. So, so it's not any, it's not an industrial settlement. It is, of course, but it's also operating at a symbolic level, I would say. And, and I think that that has to do a lot with the importance of, of um, LKB, that is the, the mining uh, company, that is a state-owned mining company, and its CEO, uh, Hjalmar Lumbon, that er, very early on, he was the CEO at the, when, when the city was founded, and, and he really pushed for the, the bringing liberal arts to the, to the table. Um, and and he, was, uh, he was the one that was inviting all these architects and all these artists to Kiruna up north, uh, up there where nobody was going before. So only Sami were living in that region. I, I'm still amazed when I see the, the photographies and the drawings of, of the most industrial, the most banal buildings that you can imagine in Kiruna. For example, the iron hoisting and separating plant in the city, in the mining Kiruna, is an astounding building. It's like a, an extraordinary design. Yeah. If you look at the literature or media coverage, a lot of it centers around this kind of heroic story of this synergetic relationship between the mine and the village and the mutual dependency and all the great achievements that came with that, up to the point where now the entire town is actually moved uh, with the support of the local community who is largely still dependent on the mine for its own income. Could you maybe also elaborate a bit on what, some of the blind spots in this, in this reading of, of this story? What, what, is, what is ignored? What is overlooked? Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. I mean, like, uh, with the story of Kiruna, I would say that uh, like it's, it's it's complex because it traces back like centuries of years. It almost traces back to Mylenia, almost when the iron was like originated in the in the mount. 
Um, but it also connects to yes, very diverse and, and sometimes um, um, contra contradictory positions and ideas and, op and opinions. Uh, because yes, the, the the relocation of the city has to do with a long history in which the city was imagined as a as that model city as I was talking about. But also, it's a very dramatic reality for people that are living in their homes and they they have to move because their homes are going to be demolished in next week, right? And 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 that of course produces like a a, a, um, a brutal disruption of of what is the status quo and, and, and how how the citizens of a city belong to that city and connect to 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 the community and and, and, and believe in it and has trust in it right because because uh, well that's a, that's a very big issue that people have been raised on those buildings right and they have been living all their lives in their in, in those neighborhoods and those neighborhoods are going to be literally wiped out you, you worked intensely with many people on the ground uh, both uh, working for the mine but also with local artists and activists and citizens in, in general what is your impression of the level of awareness of these different sides to this story also like we visited it and like the first impression is of this pristine, almost fairy taleish town in the in the far north that is covered in snow uh, for a large part of the year, where people people move around in beautiful Volvos, like electric cars. Um, they go out into the mountains uh, uh, over the weekend, but then just behind it, there is this enormous mining complex. Uh, that extends to a depth of uh, 1.5 kilometers by now. Do People must know what is happening underneath their feet, but do they also know the impact beyond Kiruna? Do they know where the iron goes, how it affects maybe other physical spaces in other parts of the world? Is that a concern that they have? Well, I mean... Uh... Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I think that it really depends on, on, on who you talk to, of course. But uh, I would say that uh, one of the th crazy things about Kiruna is that it's a city that is very, it's pretty self-conscious, I would say. Um, there are it's like the amount of books, the amount of people, researchers, the amount of journalists that have been going to Kiruna, have been writing about it and have been talking about it for, for, for a long time, is exceptional. It was like a, the, the feeling I have had is that all those knowledges produced, uh, they, they are kind of twofold. One is usually international people that go to Kiruna and they study things, they look at things, and then, quote-unquote, they extract that information and they go home with, with that information. And they develop a research, they develop a PhD, they develop a project, etc., etc. But there is a second one that it's, uh, it's more local, that is uh, about those like uh, almost official reports that I was talking about. They were um, that, um, documents that needed to be done almost like um, legally, you know. For example, the, the city hall that was a building that was demolished in 2019, a super important building, an extraordinary project. It was a Casper and Sally Prize, which is like the National Award of Architecture in 1964. Very, very important building by, by Arthur Vornis Maliensi, very important architect in Sweden. That building was a heritage building. 
but the heritage, like the building was located in the most affected area by the mine, so basically the heritage was contested and ultimately the building was demolished in 2019. But... And that's, that's uh, after those two operations of, of knowledge in the, in the city, I think there is a bad, that all this information is somehow isolated, right? They are co somehow responding to the needs, almost, of each of the individuals or, or groups of people that do those research and do those projects, but they are never put into, into connection. I don't think that you can understand the relocation of Kiruna without... Um, knowing or, or looking at what is the historical context of the city, what is the geographical context of the city, and what are the entanglements that the relocation of the city has with global layers, global exports, also questions of heritage, the importance of the political stance of, of Sami population. All these elements it's, are what produce, uh, um, um, I would say, a deeper understanding of what is happening in Kiruna today. Does this also have to do with the fact that the mine is underground, so not visible? Would it be different when this was still an open pit mine? Right, I think that that's very, that's very true. Um, there are lots of invisibles. There are lots of blind spots in Kiruna because of that. There are many things that are happening below ground and above ground. No, they are the mine is underground and, and you don't see you don't see really that today is the biggest underground iron iron ore mine in the world you don't see it you you visit kiruna you see a mountain that is actually uh, shaped in a way that it's uh, it's always the background of the view when you walk down kiruna but you never realize of the of the scale at which it's operating below your feet and in, in the video of our road trip we jokingly said that maybe there is a connection between iron and irony right. and uh, we we talked about the irony of all the emphasis that is put on the, the city that is moving over a period of 30 years, uh, while at the same time, every single day, the equivalent of the weight of six Eiffel Towers is being moved in terms of iron ore that is uh, transported to other, other parts of the world. But maybe an even bigger irony, <laughs> I would say, is that that has a huge ecological impact on the planet. All this transportation and uh, all the transformation of this iron ore into projects which kind of accelerates climate change. And as a result of that, I think Kiruna is looking at a bright future, <laughs> melting ice caps, opening up of new trade routes to China, for example. So it's in a weird way, super well positioned, it seems, for this new uh, global warming.